0: welcome to the realm of magic and mystery classic horror and sci-fi you are now entering the house of the unusual podcast with your hosts eddie and joe welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the house of the unusual podcast i'm your host joe Pavlansky, and with me today man we have a full house and a great lineup we've got Eddie Guevara, Chuck and Sherry Caputo, and Michael Mesmer. What's up, everyone? All
1: right. Hello. Hi.
0: Hello. All right, man. So we're going to do a quick round robin here, see what's new with everyone. And you know I'm going to start off with... uh, Michael, you haven't been on in a while, so what's new with you, brother?
2: Well, I've been on tour. Uh, I'm in Jerome, Idaho today, uh, and I'm performing at the Jerome County Fair, uh, doing my shows, Transnosis and Danger Magic. And... um, Just really having a great summer tour. Came from Gillette, Wyoming. And so all is good doing some ghost hunting along the way and just having a great time.
0: Oh, awesome. So are you doing any ghost hunting in uh, where you're at now in Idaho?
2: You know, I'm looking for some spots right now. I haven't found one right here because I just arrived here yesterday. So I'm doing some research and hopefully I'll find something cool to do here in town. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So do you have any updates on your book? Because I think last time we talked, you had a, a book coming out or it was coming out soon?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's still um again it's it's scheduled to be uh published uh by Fayette, Fayetteville Mafia Press on March 23rd, 2023. And um so it's still in that spot right now and just uh, working towards that. Um you know, they have the the whole book already and it's just they have a lot of things in line and queue, so uh mine has to wait wait its turn to be published.
0: Awesome, man. So we'll we'll definitely have to uh keep getting updates on that cuz uh including myself, is going to want to pick up a copy of it and and dig into it because, you know, it's more and more, you know, UFOs and paranormal stuff is becoming ever more popular. So it's always interesting to read you know people's different perspective and the different places that they they've went to so yeah yeah and,
2: and a lot of my stories are really unique because they happen to me in unique places that were different than you know the typical ghost hunting places on cruise ships in asia and all that kind of thing so uh there's a lot of cool stuff in there awesome cool
0: good deal so hey chuck and sherry what's going on what's new with you guys over there in oh, uh,
1: western pa western pa yeah, we've been yeah we've been doing a lot of outdoor shows i'm sure michael can relate to this or a lot of uh, hot weather. Oh, my goodness. We're oh, yeah. I mean, we're uh-huh. really, I was sweating like crazy doing these outdoor shows. And we did stop at the cemetery the other day, and we shot a film uh, with uh, Frank Gorshin at his grave site. And so we sent a, a raw footage to the house of the unusual. Maybe Eddie will put it up. But it's, uh, it, you know what? He has one of the coolest tombstones. If you, if you do find a grave, you can see it. it's really, really neat. And he's out here in Pittsburgh, literally about 25 minutes from our house. Australia. Wow. Yes, we went there the other day to the Riddler and tell them who they said what his vault.
2: oh yeah they said oh yeah there was a person
1: that made a comment and they said that that the cemetery told them that when he was buried that they painted the vault or the outside of the coffin green with uh, question marks on it so uh, that that's kind (laughs) of (laughs) cool oh that's cool that is cool yeah and then we filmed a little brief video for chuck's corner of uh of uh graveyard magic so i so, so i did some spooky stuff i have a floating table talking skull you know like a dancing hank and so forth so that'll be coming up sometime in the near future and uh, sherry what did you have to
2: well and today we find we got his um the book that i blast off, yeah called blast off oh awesome yeah, it. got it it came today so we were looking through it a little bit we have to get into it more but it looks like an awesome book
1: i love it oh man uh, you know what the the, the little cosmic blasters from the, from the past and the robots are really cool I'm yeah. telling you, that book you could—that book is so awesome. You,
0: you could spend hours on it. I, I know I have just going through it and saying, "Oh man, I want this," and then trying to check <laughs> the prices online and going, "Oh man, I can't afford this." Yeah, you better, get a,
1: you no, better no, get a better no. job. You yeah, really. That stuff. The Either water. that, or I gotta go
0: rob a bank and steal. I might be able to afford one of <laughs> <you> these <lost>. yeah.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, watching
0: so i'm glad glad to hear that that finally uh got in because that's a really cool book and um yeah it's one of those where you almost want to just you know keep it handy i know when i had mine i kept it on an end table and i i constantly looked at it for several weeks you know
1: just
0: when i was you know watching something if i watched space patrol or some sci-fi i'd have to grab it and you know use it as kind of oh,
1: absolutely and you know what it's a nice hardcover it's a pretty big book there's a lot of uh, beautiful color pages, pages in there so and yeah, and yeah yeah so i would highly recommend it if anybody out there in podcast land is interested in stuff like you it's called it from amazon, right? uh, we got it from amazon it's called blast off Huh. We got somebody
0: rap- wrapping gifts there because I hear like some gift wrapping. Is, or no, somebody... I don't
1: know what that is. Or somebody's
0: opening a candy bar or something like that. Okay, <laughs> Eddie,
1: what are you doing, Eddie? No, it's, it's
3: not me. I was hearing that. I, was yeah, like, I don't know sure. what that is. Yeah,
1: it's
0: not yeah, like... it sounds like ra- gift wrapping and, and all that. Like, I, I know Tell his spirit No, no, no. <laughs> that, that's
3: my gift wrapping his new book for me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so Eddie, what's new with you over at House of the Unusual? You're doing some, uh, I know you've been doing a lot of spring cleaning in the house, a.k.a. your, uh, uh, your storage center. So what's going on?
3: Well, uh, let's just say one thing. It's, it's interesting. Yesterday, I figured I could save some space by putting two, two drawer cabinet, uh, filing cabinets, one on top of each other.
2: But I try to do
3: it without taking out the drawers.
2: Oh.
3: Okay? Oh, is, and yeah, when man. I did this it with bad. myself, as I got up to the other one, I mean, I carried it no problem. Oh, but when I got right on top that I placed one on top of the other, my back went cut.
2: Oh, no. Oh, man. And
3: I, I saw Joe for a second there. And for a second, I almost appeared in Mike Messner's new book.
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know,
3: as the late Eddie. Cause <laughs> the late Eddie i saw a little bit of stars and then i just put it in you know praise jesus everything's fine man like that's good i I don't have to it hasn't helped uh, you know hurt me but it's like when i'm going to get up i have to be careful for the next one or two days so i figure maybe till thursday i won't touch anything in there you know yeah but yeah it's going good it's going good i'm going to need a little more uh uh shelves bookshelves but it's going good i'm kind of amazed at the amount of uh area and space that I'm actually filling.
2: Wow. wow. Very
1: cool.
3: But um the toy section, the the one unit with the storage that's toys, oh man. That is oh. beginning to look really nice. And what I figured is I got a couple of those shelves that have wheels in the bottom, the steel ones. So that if I get one or four, actually I have two, but I was thinking of getting two more this way. When I want to display, I can just roll them out.
1: You can roll it out, yeah. Right. they all
3: have the toys already on them, and it'll look amazing. It'll look like I'm oh,
1: that'd be cool. Up. That would be neat, yeah. yeah. Wow. And then Joe
3: can come over from Idaho. There, I mean, Camp Ohio. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: Ohio. <laughs> I'm definitely not in the, in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, you know what, Joe, they told me you like potatoes.
1: So I figured yeah, you cool. like potatoes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, Eddie, how's the um, that Magic set on Etsy, the uh, the Handmade Magic set by Caputo. Do we still got any of those available? I think last time we talked, there was two or three.
3: Uh, we still have two available. Now, of course, there is a pretty high price on them. So, you know, they're not going to be a quick sell. But the, there are. There are. I mean, actually,
2: we have three. Three available. I'm sorry. Now, what's included in that? I'm curious. What was that? I, I'm curious what's in that set. I had. I, I've followed most of the stuff but i guess i missed that one
3: if you go into it's a magic set it's been out now almost a couple of months uh if you go to etsy okay uh, it's called house of the unusual and okay uh you can actually see where the set is and it has things inside and stuff and and of course, Chuck. The only thing is, you got to make sure Chuck doesn't make it disappear. You will
1: know, you make- oh, <laughs> I tell you what, Michael. You know what? There's a lot of things that I made. You know what? That I that I actually built myself. One is. Oh a, wow! Yeah, one is a, a floating shrunken head. You know that floats. That's be- one, That's cool. Yeah, you Ooh, know what? Nice. Yeah, there's there's a handcrafted monkey's paw and everything. Uh, there's, there's a, there's a walking zombie that stops on the playing cards. Like it's a, it's called zombie with a brain. That's cool. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. It's all, it's all spooky. It's all spooky stuff. It's all handcrafted by myself. And Eddie packaged it. He made the label. You know what, you know what, speaking of that kid, Eddie, it's uh, strange, you should mention it. Cause, cause I was just talking to a collector from, from uh, Naples, Italy. I think he's from, and he had purchased oh. a few things from me in the past and I had sent him the link to the Etsy of that, of that oh, exact oh. same thing. So, you know, so we'll see what happens. How Good cool. One. One yeah. of the
3: things I want to say, Mike, basically, the whole thing was done with chalk, except all I did was the labeling and the packaging of the individual products and then the box itself. Yeah.
1: I love the label. Like, it's got that old comic book look to it. It's really Ooh, how cool. cool. Yeah, very, very nice. Wow.
0: I'm looking at mine right now, because I, I still haven't opened it, but yeah, it's got a, um, so you have a horror magic set. So here's everything that's listed in it. Illusions from Beyond the Grave. We have The Gathering. Zombie with the Brain, Floating Shrunken Head, Monkey's Hercules Death Pillar, Phantom Dollar Bill, Spirit Time, Mind Reading Swami, Deep Space Terror, and Haunted Severed Finger. And bonus inside, from the grave, Houdini's Last Letter plus chuck's magic course how
2: awesome
1: yeah it's a nice it's a nice thing i love the houdini's letter that's a really nice touch eddie eddie designed that actually he designed the letter and uh, he did a wonderful job on there
2: oh wow
0: and then uh, for everyone out there it's still on the etsy site we will have a link in the description for today's podcast where you could go under etsy search house of the unusual and it'll pop right up for you How
1: cool Hey, we did our uh, we did our homework, uh, Joe. Uh, we we watched several episodes of Go ahead, yeah,
0: we did it, kinda.
1: It was crimson, <laughs> the Crimson, the Crimson Ghosts. All
0: right, so well now you got to let me know what 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 happened with it. Did you enjoy it? How
1: many episodes did I, you get through? Yeah, then only six. Yeah, we watched the. We I were guess so the, busy. I and... guess it was the first six, right? Is that right, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they had they had built that. Uh, cyclotron i think they called it and oh the, yeah and the crimson ghost was trying to take it off them and then he, and then the, he did steal it but he didn't have the heavy water and they <laughs> and they tricked them with the heavy water <laughs> so it, was neat.
2: it was different I, I i love that dick tracy guy you know
1: he was real agile and he'd kick off of the walls and beat everybody up he was just too he was too awesome and yeah they you know what those guys were in better shape than we are nowadays you <laughs> yeah know <what> I mean? <laughs> Whoa. I, I said he's like Dick Van Dyke, you know, real agile and thin. And- i tell you what, if I jumped across the room with somebody like that, I'd I'd be in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. there, there'd be no no two she ways to hurt run. Your back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And did you guys notice who uh he, he played Ash? He was a uh he was a chief henchman for the Crimson Ghost. did you, did you guys catch who that was? No, no, I didn't. No. Um Michael, have you ever seen the was it series? Leonard and y? No, no, we're we're getting kind of close. Uh huh. But he has a very distinct voice. Boris Karloff. No, 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 no. You would know him from Dun 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 Dun. Oh, Clayton Moore. Clayton Moore. Yeah, the Lone Ranger.
2: You're
1: right. That's right.
2: I remember that now.
0: I do. The Lone Ranger himself plays a bad guy. Could you imagine that? Yes, Tonto. Oh my gosh, dude. When I watched, when I dude, I'm gonna tell you. Listen, when I watched that. And I'm like, hold hold on. I go, that's Clayton Moore. I'm like, yeah, that's not a bad guy. It are...
1: yeah. <laughs> <Like, you laughs> really is...
0: threw me off. I'm like, that's not Clayton Moore. <laughs> you can't play a bad guy. What is
1: this? Yeah. <laughs> I love the mask on the Crimson Ghost. His eyes are deep. Yeah, set. And it, it, the that's eye...
0: really cool. Yeah, the
1: mask. Yeah, the eyes really sell it. That's mm-hmm. a that's a pretty good looking set of eyes there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did anybody see
3: the Crimson Ghost with the Boris Karloff?
0: Did you ever see that one, uh, Joe? I don't think so. Huh? I, don't I haven't either.
3: Yeah, the Crimson Ghost, uh, that's very big with the Monster Fan Club. The newsletter oh. inside that's all about Boris Karloff tells him about him and the new Crimson Ghost movie that came out. So I guess it came out in 1959. Is it Crimson
2: ghost. It? ghost or is it Crimson? I, I just wonder, if, is, there, is that correct, the name? I believe
0: so, Joe. Is that correct? I'm going to have to check. I, I don't believe so. Yes, I don't believe. Yeah, I'm almost positive because I
3: remember, oh, no, the Crimson Cult.
1: That's it. The oh,
3: the the call. Call. Yes. Okay. They they took the ghost out. Wow, man.
1: They Those took, thieves. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And they also all carry guns. I mean, man, there's
0: every sh- one of them.
1: Yeah, they're plugging each other left and right. <laughs> yeah, there's all yeah, there's always some type of a shooting there. And my favorite
0: is the secret passages. Oh yeah. You know, in, in every serial you'll find oh yeah. Oh, well, just about every ninety-nine percent you'll find secret passages. You know,
3: Joe, when when you say secret passages and stuff, this is kind of interesting. There's a movie. It's called In Time with Johnston Stimberlake. I watched it. I mean, the ending could be better, a lot better, actually. But the movie kept me on hold. It was kind of interesting. Like, people lived, but they only got to live to 25 years. And then after that, they have a biological clock built into their arms. And after that, you only get one day at a time. So say you work, you keep it like two hours <laughs> wow. like, or three a day. So you have to keep doing things. You're gonna go to a movies; it's like ten minutes. You get on the bus, one hour.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow.
3: I've never seen anything like it. It was very interesting. That almost
0: sounds like uh what was Logan's that? Run. Logan, Logan's run, yeah. Logan's I, run, you know yeah. what? You're right. It sounds like, just like Logan's Run. Yeah, that was a that was a weird movie. You know, when I first watched it, and I actually just seen that maybe six seven years ago i, I remember i had watched it in the nine before but i didn't i didn't really remember it so i watched it a couple of years ago and that, that's a really like scary premise to, to yeah. think about you know i mean interesting, interesting i mean if that movie. was to happen to you you'd be running too i guess i i i would think so i would run yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Logan, i used to like logan's run because of force faucet majors in it back in the day yes um, yes. and also
2: Roscoe first... Lee Brown, Plankton from the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it in the movie theater when it came out. It was awesome. Wow.
0: Yep. That, that's cool, man. You know what? So you know, I I think because and I didn't really have one slotted, but I was kind of going to play off of what we're talking about today. But let's make Logan's Run our movie of the week. Yes, because you know what? I, I there's probably a lot of people out there that haven't seen it. Or if you have seen it, it's probably been a while. So let's, you know, let's make it our our movie of the week, Logan's Run. So
2: Yeah, I don't think everyone out there find
0: the movie and watch it. Sherry, I'm looking at you, I'm pointing at you. (laughs) I,
2: I know. I never just, did see it, so that'll be good. that be good. It's worth more. watching just to see Jenny Agutter in that little outfit she wears the whole film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. I think
1: that came out in about about seventy six, maybe, huh. maybe, I mean, maybe a little
2: earlier. I'm not sure. Yeah. It was
1: that. It was that with Michael Michael York. Michael York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was, oh, I like him. Yeah, that yeah. was a cool movie. That was a cool movie. Yeah,
0: so cool. it came out in. It came out in 1976. It was directed by Michael Anderson. Mm-hmm. And it was based off of Logan's run by William F. Nolan and George Clayton Johnson, starring, and the movie starred Michael York, Jenny Agutter, yep. Richard Jordan, Roscoe mm-hmm. Lee Brown, Farrah Fawcett Majors, and Peter Ustinov.
1: Yes, Ustinoff. Peter Ustinov. Yeah, yes. that was a, that was Ustinoff. a cool movie. You know what, the one movie that kind of reminds me of that a little bit is uh, the one with Richard Dawson, uh, uh, The Running Man. Oh, that, that, that was one. that was kind of unique. Huh. Awesome. That was a strange movie too, yeah. but it was neat. I mean, he was a real jerk. The- they're talking yeah. about redoing that that right
2: now, by the way. Okay, oh, really? yeah, that oh, was really?
1: that was neat. Huh. That was a cool movie. I really like that yeah. a lot. Yeah.
2: And I, I want to follow up on Logan's Run. There was also a TV series starring Gregory Harrison too. It was short-lived, but yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it was.
3: You're right. Hey, did any of you guys hear about the latest Batgirl? They scrapped the whole one hundred yeah. film.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. How much they lost a lot of money on, what was it? Like yeah. 70 million or something? 90 million. Wow. 90
3: million. No, they, nice. A lot of money. They said it was so bad, they just scrapped it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I don't terrible. know if it was though. You know, the new new uh people took over Warner Brothers and that in that department. And I think they just want to do their own agenda. And I think they don't want any more missteps for the DCU. And so what they're doing is they're just going to take the tax write-off on it because otherwise they're feeling that, you know, it's another misstep that might not that it was so bad, but that it might not be. They they screened it. And what they did was when they screened it, they took a test to see if people thought it was worthy of being on the big screen and people said no. And so in in retrospect, they decided, well, we don't want to spend 90 million to put it on HBO straight to HBO. So uh, that's their excuse anyway, why they why they dropped it. Let
0: me a- let me ask you this, Michael, how do you think? a company that big with all these professionals make a 90 million blunder like that? You know, movie's not that good. How do you make a movie? Not that good for $90 million.
2: You know, it can go back to the old thing where you have the nephew of the company running the thing or something, you know, I mean, I don't know Hmm. what I'm, you know, people in the industry, what happens there is they get in favor and they just give them money to do something. And we don't know why, why is there the Harvey Weinsteins? Why is there all these things but there's a lot of behind-the-scenes reasons they let these people take money and go crazy with it and That's do true. a premise. Yeah. So it could be that just someone took, you know, whoever was in charge of it was in charge at that moment. And they said, oh, my, my best friend, my cousin, my lover, whatever, could do this. Mm-hmm. And then when the new people took over, they said, wait a minute, uh, we're not going to let this thing go out because we really have an idea that we want to compete with Marvel. And this mm-hmm. is going to definitely set us back another year or two, you know? Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think that's a a big problem with DC, too, is from the beginning that they've they've been trying to compete with Marvel through the movies and they never had a game plan. It was kind of no throw this movie out, throw this movie out and nothing kind of lined up for, you know, a, you know, a complete story like how Marvel had in their phase one, you know, leading from what was it, Iron Man up to the, the final Avengers movie. I think DC wanted to do something like that, but they just had no kind of game plan. Didn't know what you they know, were doing. It was like, well, yeah. and, and we and need to throw out a movie to compete with Marvel. Oh, okay, let's throw out another one.
2: Yeah, and the problem was, too, they didn't have Robert Downey Jr. to anchor everything off of. Robert Downey Jr. was a movie star. I mean, he really, I know he had his bad missteps. He had his, uh, you know, drug abuse and all that. But when he came back, man, he was a he is a movie star. You oh, know, he's a, he's
1: a great actor. Yeah, he's
2: on the quality of a you know he's oh yeah, yeah. Charlie Chaplin the film he did on Chaplin and all that. Yeah. But yeah. um, but when he it's came, he, in, he they were huge, lucky.
0: He took a huge gamble too with that first Iron Man movie. He only made what like two hundred thousand, right?
1: right. You really,
0: know, he, he took a huge gamble because you know you look at Marvel movies in the past and you know pre Iron Man and they weren't that good. You know you had the Blade right. trilogy which was. The first one was good. The second, you know, it kind of went downhill. But yeah, comic book movies really weren't that big. So I think he he took a huge risk in that first one, especially did. You know, only making two hundred thousand. You know, in this movie, it was either going to make or or break or his break career. Right. And it, oh, yeah. it shot him, you know, to the moon. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
2: But but the thing is, D.C., uh, I guess Gal Gadot would be one that uh, she's very good. But but other than that. You Know Henry Cavell, fine as Superman, he's no Chris Reeves. But the thing is that they don't really
1: have a Robert Downey Jr. anchoring their universe. No, that's true. All right. Yeah. That's true. You mentioned uh, Chaplin Michael. Sherry, I don't know if you remember this or not. I'm say. Okay, yeah. About thirty that, about thirty-two um, years ago, back when Sherry and I were dating, it was at it was at a community days that we did a show, and so she was my assistant. Oh. And and so and so we had driven up to the place and I said, Hey. There's Robert Downey Jr. He was standing there with a see-through plexiglass suitcase yeah. <laughs> next to a guy. And, and uh, you know what? He was completely motionless. He was just standing like he was walking, but he wasn't walking. Uh-huh. And the guy next to him was a friend of mine. He's a mime. Uh, shout out to Dan Kamen from here in Pittsburgh. Hey, Dan. <gasps> yeah, you know what? So he was training him. Dan Kamen was the mime, and, and he was training Robert Downey Jr. for that part. Oh wow! That yeah, was so cool. yeah. So that was so cool. So, uh, so I said, "Hey, Dan." Uh, so he broke character. He goes, "Oh, oh hi, Jack. Hi, hi." But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny, yeah. and he was nominated for an
3: Academy Award for that role. He was
1: nominated nice. for Yeah, yeah. You,
3: you know something? When you guys are saying one of the things, I am going to tell more, Robert Downey Jr. is an awesome, phenomenal actor. But when you see, I think it's not as much as the actors with DC. I think it's more that they don't have a storyline. That's believable or more like, like, for example, the last Superman, they killed it, man. He would punch to say he punched Chuck and Chuck goes through three cars. What about yeah. the <laughs> Chuck's body? You know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. got to be more like the Christopher Reeves right. or George Reeves or the 1950s where it's more human, more a powerful man. that can he. let's say he can go through a car or something like that, but not to the extreme of five, ten cars. So I think they they kill it with the CGI, and whoever does the storyline is just either high on drugs when they're
2: doing it, or they're just nuts. But anyway, the the thing is, they weren't true to the character. They had him snap Zod's neck at the end of that. (laughs) And, you know, Superman doesn't snap anyone's neck. Superman doesn't kill people. Superman's a hero. He's not a murderer. And so they really got away from what made superman superman and um so i think that's a lot of it too they just weren't true to the character and you know what's ironic with what you just
3: said right now mike that the superman character in comic books has been made more vulnerable over time in the beginning he was invincible and then they try to change his character more human-like in yeah the movie, in the movie they've done the opposite they've done from a regular man to invincible you know what i'm saying yes
0: that's now, I'm going to have to, because what Eddie and Mike said, I'm going to have to agree and disagree with a few things that you guys uh, touched on there, dealing with Superman and, and the uh, the DC movies. Now, you, you've you always had the two big, comp- and I'm going to touch on this first. you all, You've always had the two big competitors, DC and Marvel, and it started off with the, the comic books. Now, in the comic books, if you look at the entirety of DC and the entirety of Marvel, you had... Two different ways of thinking in both universes. And in the Marvel universe, you really had its way of thinking was brought by Stan Lee, who really kind of changed it over to how it was in the early days. And he wanted it to be more realistic. He wanted it to be kind of you, you it's almost set in this world. You could imagine yourself in their shoes. You could imagine yourself standing in New York and seeing Spider-Man. You know, swing through the skies. So it was a more realistic universe. On DC's end, it was more of like it was more of a fantasy universe. try right. tried to install some aspects of reality, but DC was more over the top, more fantasy, more science fiction. So it was kind of like a night and day with um with Marvel and DC and their storytelling. And they did it for specific reasons, um, because they wanted to compete against each other, and that's how you know. That's just how they were. That's how the guys there wanted it. So now when you have the movies, you had Marvel who, yeah, they tried to do it a little bit more realistic in DC. I think that they tried to keep a little bit more of that over-the-top sci-fi fantasy, how it was in the comic books. And I think that because how hard that Marvel um, Cinematic Universe hit the fan base, that people didn't relate to the DC movies, that it was just too unbelievable. It was too over the top. Uh, people they didn't relate to the characters because they weren't
2: relatable. You no, know, well, they, that was always the way with DC. You're right. I mean, they were right. DC was always like the heroes were like godlike. Ex- where,
0: exactly, perfectly put, yes.
2: And but the other difference between DC and Marvel, a big difference was that in Marvel, the the kids the kid heroes were not sidekicks they were heroes like spider-man so young people could relate to them and to their normal lives whereas in dc the kid people were always sidekicks to the hero and so it was a whole different vibe
0: yeah you know and and you could look at you could look at marvel and you could almost say man i you know if i got bit by a radioactive spider or if i took this Serum, you know, yes, be like them, but in DC, you had these aliens from other planets, you had you know, different stuff going on, so there's two different things there. And I don't think that it really connected to people in the cinematic universe because people were able to watch the Marvel movies and connect more to the characters and relate to them where they couldn't do that with DC. Well, it's That's- like
2: Thor was the closest one to being like a DC hero because Thor. Was created by Kirby and, and uh, Lee to be the answer to. He was actually supposed to be like Superman. That was why they created yeah. him to be the the Marvel Superman. So he's the closest to that, you know, that kind of mold that we see in DC. That's in Marvel. I mean ask you. Know, there were
0: there was still a relatability though to Thor. You know,
2: because he was all, a doctor. Yeah. Well, we've all felt, you
0: know, at one point or another when we're younger or older you know, unworthy of something or someone and that we have to try to do better to, you know, to become worthy of something and that no matter sometimes how hard we try, um, you know, it's just not good enough or it's not happening the right way. I think that people were able to relate with that with Thor, that he was trying to do good, but he was a little kind of um, conceited, you know, he was over the top and you know, he didn't really care much. And, he, you know, he was found unworthy to hold uh, Monier, or however you say it. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. can never Monier, say it right. Yeah, so. That was
1: close, it, man. Yeah.
0: yeah, so I, I think he was, I think a lot of people were able to kind of relate to him where, how could you relate to Superman? You know, he's basically invincible except for True. kryptonite and magic. And he comes from another planet. There's no relatability to that. I mean, of course, everybody wants to fly. I think that's the number one, superpower you know most people want but there's nothing you could relate with superman there's nothing you could relate with (laughs) wonder woman or batman i mean yeah you know it's just it's two different universes now on the end of um what most people don't know with superman killing somebody in the movies is that he's actually killed in the comic books before i think there's 11 um people or beings that he has killed Uh, over the years in the comic books and it wasn't until oh i think the early 90s or so that that he had stopped killing might have been in the 80s but he has killed in the comic books i don't think a lot of people realize that going into the movies however i don't think that it carried well in the movie there should have been something that was something else that was done I just don't think that people related to it well because when you look at Superman, Truth, Justice, the American Way, he is, right, you right. Know, he he is like the Jesus incarnate of the DC universe. He's the godlike figure, and to see him kill it kind of depreciates his value as that character. I agree. Bit, I think.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And I think
0: people picked up on them. They're like, "What do you mean Superman killed?" Now, people like me who. You know, been a comic nerd their whole life. I, I I know that Superman has killed before, but I don't agree with it because it doesn't align with his. Um, you know, it doesn't align with his the way that he is. He's not well, a in, in
2: that film too. There was, I think, he could have found another solution. Is the point
0: exactly? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and they should have. I think that was terrible writing on their part. That it was an easy cop out. There. Yeah, yeah we we'll, we'll, we'll kill him. Yeah, that's it. And it it yeah. didn't work well. I think it. it you lost a lot of people on that. Yeah, I tell, you,
1: I tell you what, it never ceases to amaze me the amount of spin you know what that sometimes is you know is put on these characters. I tell you what, if we go back to if we go back to Frankenstein's monster, you know what? Way back since I was a kid, I I always watched the movies, which you know what, which you know uh, he was more or less, rrr, rrr, and you know, and he, and he choked the girl, threw her in a pond, and you know what, he was just like a wild beast. If you read the actual novel by uh, Mary Shelley, he was very intelligent. I mean. I mean, like the monster yeah. read uh, poetry. I mean, he was very, very intelligent. You know, I was actually stunned. You know, like back when I read the actual novel, I said, "Holy smokes!" So he didn't choke anyone. Well, he still cool. did choke the girl. I think, but <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, but I mean,
2: when he threw the he little choked, girl, in the
1: water, he read, read Sherry. Sherry, he read poetry while he choked someone. Kindly, I guess. I guess. he had itchy, I guess he had itchy fingers. He couldn't help that. But
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, but when he threw someone the in when he threw the little girl in the water, there wasn't any malice or evil there. He right. th- they were throwing the flowers. So he just thought she would float too. That's right. And, wow. and so he, w- he didn't mean to hurt her. He didn't yeah. mean and that's please. what that actually it's the reverse with Frank. So he started out with uh, the Karloff portrayal being someone he related to and he were sad for, like he was mm-hmm. just abused and sad, like an abused person. Right. And then he became, and the hammer film was more of a just outright monster monster. Right.
1: Exactly. Right. But
3: you know what? I got to tell you guys something because you guys are saying something here. With DC and Marvel, especially when you were saying the change of character, one thing I wanted to let you guys, my opinion is that both DC and Marvel both had a hit. They did have a hit with the, um, Marvel had a hit with, you know, with the Iron Man and stuff. And DC had a hit when they were doing the Batman movies. So I think they kind of used those two and didn't realize they could make crappy things down the road. Then secondly, when you use a female character, look—they've done pretty good films with female characters. They did a very good um, uh, Wonder Woman. Yes, really awesome. They did a, another another good example of a female character. that's not a superhero like Salt with uh, Angelina Jolie. That movie was phenomenal. Right. That was a very good film done, and and I think that's where the character. But you know what? I think DC, and I'm i I'm going to agree with Joe on this a hundred percent. DC. They do tend to try to make even with all the movies, like the Batman movies, they did. Gotham was kind of unrealistic as a real world. And I think they made that same mistake in one of the James Bond films where he is like in Europe and it looks like it's ashy all over the land. And I'm like, come on, man. daylight's not going to look that horrible, you know, in a real whatever. I think they just overemphasize the grounds where, or they overemphasize the landscape which makes it look a little bit like unbelievable. Like Gotham, everybody's killing every 10 minutes. And it's always a dark town. And it's supposed to be like New York City. But I mean, give it a daylight type of thing. Make it more realistic. But one thing I'm going to tell you guys, two things. One, Marvel, if you guys remember, Captain Marvel or the Flash, I mean, not the Flash, uh, Shazam, was kind of, uh, um, I think it was Marvel's answer to Superman, I think. At one time, I wanted to. It was actually from
2: Fawcett Fawcett Comics originally. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. So Okay, so it it wasn't. I was just wondering, when you said Thor, you threw me that off. And now, I believe, this is my opinion, one of the best things DC ever did was in the early days when they did with George Reeves, Superman. That Superman, even though it was meant for kids, it's more like an adult thing. And I've actually watched it over now as an adult. They were phenomenal.
2: Oh, yeah. You
3: you took the Hulk, and, and I remember buying the first entire season of the Hulk, and I'm like, did I really watch this crap when I was a young? <laughs> like it's really sucky and slow and and, and boring. Mm-hmm. But I loved it as a kid.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I now, mean, I love the Hulk with Bill Bixby. I think that was a great yeah, show. Yeah, I was always a big Hulk fan, even back to the comics when I was a kid. In fact, they
2: have not topped that. The one they do in the films is nowhere close to
1: as good as the Bill Bixby Frigno yeah. Hulk. Frigno, yeah, that was a good. That was a good series. That was Sorry, rough. yeah, Frigno, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No. 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 I was gonna say that, that Hulk. If you watch it like today, you kind of. I loved it as a kid. I mean, I, I and I bought. But I'm saying they gave me season one. My brother in law did, and I'm like, this is kind of like boring a little bit. It was oh. as good as when I, I'm serious. The Bill Bixby one would shock me. Wow. I love it. Yeah. It was not as good as when I was young.
2: I'll what's take your, another look at it.
3: What's your take, Joe?
0: I I like a lot of those early um, Marvel kind of tv shows and all that and films i think they were they were good for the times and i yeah that's
2: true you
0: you know they were trying to do something that hadn't been done before and with a limited amount of money but i I think it was just the wrong time for that stuff to come in yeah they were trying to you know you had batman that that came on what was that 60s 66 66,
2: 66, yeah. yeah
0: you know which was an absolute hit in this is something else I wanted to bring to the forefront with you guys and get your guys' opinion on this because um before I forget, so you had you if you look at Batman, you've almost had over the years two two different kind of Batman. And this goes the same for the comic books and in the movies. And there's a point, and I'll I'll get to the point of when he changed. So you had this pre kind of campy Batman who was, you know, this Playboy quadrillionaire, whatever he was yeah. that, you know, moonlighted in a in a costume and fought crime and then went back to his uh, mansion and smoked a pipe and drank some good brandy and kind of hung <laughs> out and all that. But then at a certain point after Frank Miller got a hold of him, he became the Dark Knight. He was this gritty, you know, just terror. You know, he he went out and he terrorized criminals. He, he There was a complete change. He was no longer this can't be... Fu- crime-fighting criminal he was the dark knight who terrorized crime so there's you could see it in the comics you could see it in the movies you know it was, and it was when frank miller did the uh the dark knight series which i would believe was the uh, um sometime in the 80s i, I don't know that the year offhand but that's really when it kind of changed for batman so what, what do you guys think? What, what, is, what is your favorite Batman? Do you like the pre-Frank Miller Batman where he's like the campy playboy crime fighter or the post-Frank Miller Batman where he's the, the Dark Knight?
3: Whoever uh, you know wants- I'll put in my, my two cents because uh, I jumped. <laughs> the, I think I like the newer Batman because of the Dark Knight gives us the premises of like the dark and the terrorized. And I think it made the movies such a good hit was that change from the original Kitty Show. Now, when you say, Joe, that maybe they didn't come out at the right time, I don't know about that because, I mean, what made them so popular was actually that they came out in that time zone, such as even Superman, which I'm telling you guys, you guys probably haven't watched the George Reeves Superman in years. If you put it on, you're amazed at the quality the Superman really had, the George Reeves Superman.
2: But I I think what Joe is referring to is more uh, the Spider-Man and the Red-Brown uh, Captain America and those, those films. Is that right, Joe?
0: Yeah. Cause you know, at the time they didn't, they wanted to do too much for what was available technology wise. And you, there, it just wasn't there at the time. Um, you know, with those characters, yeah, you could have a good story, but with Spider-Man without, you know, web swinging or crawling up walls and the way they did it was real cheap. And yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't, you know, with Superman, they were able to kind of you know tweak it a little bit, where you could have a good story and leave a lot to the imagination, and I think that worked for the time. Um, I think the Hulk definitely worked for the time because it was it was really cool to see, especially Lou Ferrigno and Green. But if you look at it today, I don't think it holds up that well because we're so used to the CGI and the computer generated. But in my opinion, I I, I love watching them. I love the stories, and it's it's a part of cinematic history especially well, Bill bill
2: bill bixby was such a tv star and he really captured the bruce banner david banner yeah thing, he, was, he was good you guys
0: you guys know why they changed it from bruce to david in the the show
1: you got me on that one no, no. why oh no, you got me
0: because they thought that the the name bruce was too feminine for the character
1: really wow Ooh. So they I
0: changed know. it to David to be a more masculine. Thing. Wow, I didn't know that. Are you kidding? Well, me yeah. either. Could you, could you imagine? Yeah, you years years really ago, did. I looked in. Years ago, I looked into it because I was wondering why the heck would they change it. I mean, it was a the hawk was popular at the time. You know, what are they changing And yeah, it was a uh, they thought Bruce was too too feminine for the uh, the TV
2: show. That- wow.
3: Could you imagine going out with a girl named Bruce? Hey,
2: Bruce. <laughs> I don't know. I can remember I can imagine going out with a shark named Bruce. <laughs> back to the back to the Batman and we'll the go The we'll shark with- was named Bruce. That was the code name. <laughs> anyway, go ahead.
0: We'll go with Chuck and Sherry. What do you guys What do you guys enjoy more? Um and it doesn't have to be just with the Batman, you know, being on the campy side or the the dark night side because Even with the the Dark Knight Returns, it kind of pushed um, DC Comics in a darker area overall, but what do you guys prefer? Do you prefer the more campy type of comics or the darker type of comics?
1: Yeah, you know what I kind of like the darker uh, kind. I mean, it did kind of push the envelope a little bit. I mean, it makes you think, I'll tell you, but uh yeah, I kind I kind of like that. You, you know that that uh, that direction that they went in. I mean, they took a they took a chance, they did it and it worked. I mean, it was very popular. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What about you, Michael? What what's your take on it?
2: Well, I think with any dramatic heroic characters like you, you could compare Batman, uh, the long longevity of Batman, with the longevity of a James Bond. You have Sean Connery, which is hard hitting. Then you have Roger Moore, who was the goof, kind of more funny, did right. a lot of jokes, a lot of gags. Um, they all work for the character in a different format for a different audience. But for me personally, I mean, Batman. I love Batman, and most I, everywhere from the serials, I love the, the serials of Batman. I love the, uh, I, but you know, for me, Adam West will always be Batman. I mean, it's just the way That's I feel true. about it. Yeah. But, um, but I, I love the, I like the new ones too. I think, I think the biggest problem with the superhero movies and movies in general now is they are too long. And when they get that long, the stories start to falter. The, the It's just too much. Um, every movie now is like a gone with the wind they want to make out of it. <laughs> it's like, I like good 90 minute, little over 90 minute superhero movies, any kind of movie. And I think when you take even the dark Knight or any of those and they go so long, it's, it's, it's it's
1: exhausting to the viewer. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Cause you know what, Michael, even, even, even with our magic shows, as you know, if you're, I mean, there is such a thing as overstaying your welcome. Yes. You know, you know what I mean? Like I always kind of want to let the audience, you know, you know, like, you know, to leave them wanting more. Right. Too much of a good thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so you know what? There is such a thing where you're going to kill it if you if you stay out there too long, you know. And I really
2: think the Batman movie.
1: I think it was yeah. just 20 minutes too long. I felt that way
2: with the new uh, uh, Beast movie from Harry Potter. I, I all of them are just 20 minutes too long, and Definitely. the writers get exhausted. The the everybody everybody gets exhausted. It's too much, and yeah. so you're right. You're right, Chuck. That's exactly right. Leave them wanting more, exactly. and when you don't leave them wanting more, you lose. When the yeah, second movie, third movie, people are like, "Well, I don't know." Like last James Bond movie was, it, it was, it,
1: you know, just exhausting. It was exhausting. No, you're right. Yeah, wow. you know what? I love the movie Titanic. I, I really do. But I, it's so long. But I thought that was just like, <laughs> wow, holy smokes! It was. How like could you more. like that movie? You knew it was. <laughs> you knew the ending. Yeah, I knew the ending. <laughs> but it no, was the just. The
2: thing is, with I all mean, of the wind. Go ahead. it was check. what
1: like three and a half hours or something it was ridiculous I mean, oh, yeah now
2: okay. when you have gone with the and you have a fabulous novel to work off of and you have lots of good material maybe there is an argument for it but when you're just making something out of you know <laughs> out of imagination maybe yeah. you shouldn't push it that far you
3: you guys know that when they did the superman and Batman film they they were actually trying to write that film for over 10 years i think wow and they could't man
2: remember.
0: yeah they should have waited a little bit longer than <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you
3: know something when you guys are saying i gotta tell you batman as a whole they did with the dark knight that works i think it works for me the i didn't like uh the dark man returns whatever that was i, I hate that down but the B- batman begins and batman those were phenomenal and i'm gonna say one thing though when you look at it as a whole of any superhero like that or even like the new batman film i agree with you hundred percent it, it stunk it's too long, man, and, and then it's like, what the heck? This guy does not make a good Batman. This guy who played Twilight, whatever it was,
1: right. horrible,
3: right. horrible. One thing that they did good, Jimmy Kimmel. You, ever, you guys ever seen the little Entertainment where Batman and Superman are talking? Jimmy Kimmel comes like us, hey,
2: you're Superman. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I got to tell you, you and know. And I, also, I, you know, I was saying Joe real quick on this subject matter. It's the hero is only as good as his enemy and you know with batman for some reason joker and a few other handful of them are really great but all the other villains seem not to be strong enough to make uh batman batman it's the same with james bond if you don't have a good like the last james bond movie uh god bless the guy who played the evil guy because he was great in the queen film but but he just wasn't Malik he just wasn't strong no. enough as an evil guy to, to be the guy that could kill James Bond. It just didn't play.
0: Yeah, you know I'm, and I'm gonna have to agree with you guys on the length of, of some of these movies. I, I like a movie to be around two hours and there is justification in it for a longer movie as long as the story uh, allows it. But I think with all these Marvel movies I think people just became burnt out after a while. Yeah. They, there were so many and they were so long and it was I mean it was a great story and all that but it was like okay we're you know we're getting a little bit of burnt out too much of yes. it.
1: Too much too much, too much yeah. I agree.
0: And you know what? and going back to the um the campier or darker comics I kind of you know what, I enjoy I I really enjoy both. There's a part of me, me too. That, that likes that that campy um silver age silliness golden golden age goofiness of yeah you know, comic right. books you these characters that are just like you're looking at me like okay this is ridiculous but <laughs> let's read the story because it, it seems kind of cool but i also like the darker aspect of some of um the, the comics and i think dc did a great job with it where they made batman dark because if you kind of really look at him he should be a darker character yes but they didn't make Superman darker because, and I think that worked and I'm glad they didn't do that because Superman was never supposed to be, you know, he, he is the light side of it. Yes. The dark side. And I want to, you know, if people have never seen this series and they kind of want to know what we're talking about with Batman, I I would definitely encourage everyone to check out Batman, the animated series. Oh yeah. Great. Ran from 92 to 95 and it is a um it is probably one of the most perfect cartoons uh, of any genre that ever came out it's absolutely always, it's always rated number 1 or 2 in tv shows uh, cartoons and mark Hamill. he was the voice of joker that's a, I mean he played a fantastic joker in it but yeah, it is yeah. the cartoon it is a it's a crime pulp noir type <laughs> of um uh i don't, animation And it's fantastic. I mean, it is the it is how I I look at how Batman should be. Michael was it was it Kevin Conway? Kevin Conway does Batman on that,
2: right? Yes,
0: Kevin Conway is the voice of Batman. Yes.
2: He's great.
0: Oh, it is. I I tell you what, it is one of the best best cartoon series ever, whether yes, comic book or or anything. It's just it's fantastic. I I, I can't say enough of it. So um
3: you just made my uh, uh, poster that I have in my storage be worth more. Thank you, Joe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you, you have an original one. Yeah, I have
3: an original. Don't you see when you go into the website and you see it in the filing cabinet? There's a uh, Dark Knight Batman, the Dark Knight. I've been going for just two hundred dollars for that poster already. That's it's cool. Like, no, I'm not selling it.
2: <laughs> and, and Joe didn't, as I recall, people don't realize Harley Quinn didn't start in the comic book. She started on that series, right?
0: yeah absolutely harley that's the uh the first appearance of harley quinn was um i don't remember what episode it was right but she made her first appearance and then um the comic book which was there was a uh batman the animated series comic book that was her first i believe that was number 17 or something like that yes i think it was yeah that was her first um comic book appearance which is uh my God, and I remember that book on the shelf. That, oh, yeah. That book is going for so much money now. It, it's
1: disgusting. Isn't yeah, that amazing? But
0: yeah, wow. yeah, a lot of people don't realize that was her first ever appearance was on Batman, the animated Whoa. series. And I can't remember who she was voiced by, but um, I'm going to have to look it up because the lady that played her, was she did a fantastic job. She did amazing, yeah. You
3: know, I I think the perfect Superman film would be if you do one like what Christopher Reeve did his and change the ending where he spins the earth back, you probably get a perfect uh, Superman film. You know, one thing I want to ask you guys, not ask, but tell you guys, when you're saying about long films and many long hours, when you look at one film that's well written, that kept you and and, and it was, you thought it would be the most boring film. It's really laid back and you're like, why the hell am I still watching it? (laughs) You can't get off the film. It's the ex machina. Like the one with the artificial intelligence, the girl. Ex Machina. Ex Machina. That right. film, I'm there like, why am I watching this film? And I just couldn't stop.
0: <laughs> you know?
3: I couldn't stop watching Wow.
0: It. I have still never seen that. I don't know if oh I. Uh,
3: Joe, come on, Joe. I, I don't favorite. know
2: if I, I would really get into it or not. You would. You can't stop.
0: That's the
3: whole funny thing
2: <laughs> me. Hey, I'd like to recommend a new film that's out right now. Yeah, go All ahead. ahead. I'd like to recommend Prey if you're if you're a um a, a a predator fan this new Prey film that's been released on Hulu it is amazing it takes place 300 years in the past and it's all native american and it's a female native american hero and it's probably most of us that are uh, predator fans believe it's the best film since the first one with Arnold Schwarzenegger oh really mm-hmm.
0: Now, is that will that be available in theaters or is that just a Hulu exclusive?
2: Well, they took it to Hulu, but everybody can't understand why because it's so incredible visually and story story wise. And it's just probably in many ways it's equal to the original. It's really great.
0: I, I've heard I've heard it's pretty good and it been getting good reviews, so that's definitely one I wanna check out. And I'm not too big of a a newer movie fan. I, I did have to see the new Top Gun movie, Maverick. Oh yeah which was, mm-hmm. my right. God, I, I left out of there. And I, I told him, I'm like, I have to go to fighter pilot school now. Yeah, it was, uh, awesome. was
3: awesome. Are you serious? Is it good? Because I've been tempted to watch it or not. I
0: don't it, like- it's, I'm going to tell you what now, because I know we're, we're kind of getting off the subject of, you know, comic books and sci-fis, but it, it, it's great. You know, my wife's not really a big movie fan, but I told her, I said, I want to see it. You know, it, it sounds good. She's like, okay, I want to see it, but I've never seen the original. Yeah, I, I, and I said, what? You know, and after I woke up from, yeah. from <laughs> blacking out, I said, okay, <laughs> you, you have to watch the original. So when it was on Netflix, she watched it. She was like, that was really good. She goes, we, we have to see the, the new one. She goes, I, I want to see how this goes. I said, okay. So, you know, we went and watched it and it is just, it, it, it's unbelievable i mean we walked out of there and we're like she's like when are we going to see it again we, we uh, to see it again oh wow. and i'm like i i do too i'm like i want to see it again i go i can sit there and watch it two or three times in a row and it's just you know it's they do there's no kind of there's no political social or any kind of uh, right. agenda right. in there it is a good story with good actors um and it does yes. the, the character of Maverick justice. It doesn't, you know, a lot of these movies where, where they do a remake or a sequel, you see where they bring him back and, he, you know, he might not be as good as you thought he was. And these new characters are better. Th- this is completely different. Maverick is, he's even better than you thought he was. He is, he is the man. I mean, he oh. is the fighter pilot and it is, it it's you know? it your attention the whole time. And I think it's only two hours or a little bit under, But Joe, Joe, are you (laughs) five hours?
2: (laughs) I have a question for you, Joe. are you a a Star Wars fan? You know what? Uh, I am
0: a, and I'll tell you
2: why. It relates to what you're talking about, so I'm just wondering.
0: I am a Star Wars fan of the original three. Okay,
1: yeah, I like I like the original ones. Yeah. So when
2: you saw the end of Top Gun, didn't you see that it was pretty much the same end as Star Wars: The New Hope? Yes, it was
0: absolutely that's what even my wife she goes she goes that that was like star wars like the trench run i said it, it, I that's don't right run. like and, it, it was so cool but i i loved it
2: i oh man i'm getting excited just thinking yeah. about it and then and then rooster was pretty much when he came at i don't want to give anything away but at the end where he comes in there and and you know maverick's in trouble that's pretty much like you thought han solo was gone but here he is right yeah it was yeah
0: there there's a huge there's a huge connection between that and, and Star Wars. I don't know if they made it that way in particular, but they had to have. They had to have. Yeah. But it, but it was,
2: but you're right. I agree. I think that film, Maverick, is probably my favorite film in 20 years.
0: Oh, and absolutely. I, I will agree with you 110%. And I hate that.
3: Tom Cruise, man. You're going to make me watch it.
0: I'm not a Tom Cruise fan either. And me I, but I, I respect him as an actor, and that yeah, he, he's he a great, himself. he's a great
1: actor. He's a great actor. Yeah, I mean, really whether
0: you like him or hate him, you have to respect him wow. for the the professional yeah. that
1: he is, and he he proves it in this movie. Wow, yeah. I loved him in in um uh what was that called? Oh, uh, Vanilla Skies. That was a oh, vanilla movie. Scott yeah. was good, yeah. I love those kind of movies where the ending is, you know, what it's not clear, like it's an ambiguous type of thing, and uh, you know, almost almost like the butterfly effect. I always like those types of movies. Where that you was don't another know good one, yeah. yeah. That uh, was
0: with uh, who who was in Butterfly? Was that Aston Kutcher? Was that Aston was-
1: Kutcher? That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? It's it's like those kind of movies that blow my mind. It's like wow, yeah. well, which is which is the real part here? You know what I mean? Like Inception, Inception yeah, sort yeah. Of that way, yeah, exactly.
0: But but I tell you, what was another good aspect about uh, Maverick, and for people that have seen the original, is that they had a few flashbacks of the original, but it wasn't something that was overly done. It was it was the right amount, and it was at the perfect time, absolutely. And I, I thought that was a, a it showed great respect to the original one because that one was made at at a time when you know there really wasn't too much. Um, you know, going on with movies, you know, technology-wise, it was still in its infancy, sort of, and it was just coming up. But it was a, it was a good movie, a good storyline. And you know, I've always said, you know, you could have a movie filled with CG, CGI, and a bad story, and it's going to be horrible story. To me, story is everything in a movie. Yes. How much Absolutely. CGI or whatever you have, it's all about story. And I think this Maverick movie had a uh, had a great storyline to it. And I always look at, you know, I, I could care less about c g i or special effects, but you you have to have a good story, and I think that's why i i 'm sure all you guys could agree we 're all b movie fans, and it 's not because of you know the acting or the the uh, technology we we enjoy the stories they're fun stories you know we that, yeah. i think that's some part of it that we enjoy but,
2: but what made Mavericks so great was the reality of it because they didn 't use a lot of c g i in fact. All the actors were actually in the cockpit of those planes when they're yeah. filming. So they were actually their own director in essence because they had to just do what they had to do when they were flying these things. So they were experiencing the G-force. They were experiencing everything. So when you saw the their reactions and how they were acting, it was a real acting. They weren't acting. Girl. They were really
1: experiencing it at the moment. Yeah, that is neat. Yeah, I think the CGI can be overused. It's like, come on, that's enough, you know. Wow. Yeah,
0: there, I tell you, there's another good, uh, and I, I haven't been watching too many um, newer TV shows, but Terminal List on uh, Amazon, it's a, a good one with uh, what's his name, Chris Pratt. He's like a, a Navy SEAL. It's been a, a pretty good story. It's it's based off of a book, but I I thought it was i I'm, I think I'm on episode three or four, but that's been pretty good so far too. And it kind of goes along the lines with um with you know Maverick. There's this one. There's no. No type of political or social agenda. It's just a straight TV show with a a, a good you know good story. Mm-hmm. You know acting's okay and all that. But um, I, I it's just a fun it's a fun watch. So I, I enjoy kind of seeing stuff like that. You know, hinting and I'm very kind of cautious of what I watch today. Yeah, did it, I, did I've it, started some series and it's just like after episode one, it's like what the heck are they talking? about? I know.
3: Here? <laughs> Joe, did you watch Black Sales? do somebody told me about that recently?
0: No, I never heard of it. anybody what? heard of it? No. What's that on?
3: I don't know. It's I, I don't know what channel it's on. It's like it's Black Sales. It's like Vikings, I guess, or the History Channel, something. Wow. It's based oh, no. on pirates, and somebody told me and that I will like it. I don't know. I'm just kind of curious. Not it
0: right now, because I have no i I have no idea. So it's a. Joe Uh, uh, historical adventure television series, and apparently they're on the fourth season. So when did this come out? So it's it came out in 2013 on Stars. wow. Wow! So I think it ran until 20 yeah. It concluded in 2017, but it looks like it's a um. How many stars? What's that? How many stars? How many stars did it get? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. It has a 65% rating on Rotten Tomatoes and an average of six out of ten on on different sites.
1: And that's called Black Sales, you said
0: Black Sales, yeah. Okay. I've never I heard re- of
1: it. I remember uh, soupy sales. <laughs> yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> so it looks like here's a like kind of a, a real quick thing about it, because uh, we're running low on time here, but it's set in 18th century, two decades before the events of treasure Island during the golden age of piracy. So sounds like it might be pretty cool. I'm going to have to check it out, but Hey guys, we're down to the last two minutes here. So we are going to wrap it up. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. This has been a a great conversation and time. Absolutely. Um, So guys, thank you for that. It is very enjoyable. And I want to have a shout out and a thank you to all of our listeners out there, whatever platform you're on, Uh, Keep listening to us. We have a new podcast every week on Thursdays. Subscribe to our channel. Uh, Give us a good review if you're enjoying what we're doing. Also, check us out, houseoftheunusual.com. That's our flagship site. We have a free forum there. We're always looking for new ideas what to talk about, and we want to talk about what you guys out there want to hear. So, If there's something that you haven't heard us talk about in a while or we've never touched on, let us know on the forum site there. There's several different places you could you could put it on there and we're always checking and we'll we'll get a hold of that you know and we'll start talking about some different stuff whatever you guys want to hear also youtube we have house of the unusual just put it in the search you'll come up to our page subscribe to our channel man like our videos eddie and chuck are always putting out some great content there so it is hours and hours of entertainment so Guys, that's all we got for this week. Uh, Chuck, Sherry, Eddie, Michael. Guys, thank you for joining us. It's been a great conversation. Thank you. Okay, thanks, guys.
3: Thanks a lot. Have a blessed week. nice
0: day. All right, guys. Good night.
2: Bye.
3: Bye.